When we set out to record this episode of Green Green Grassroots of Football, we had no idea just how much there was to discuss on the topic of refereeing. So much so that we didn't have time to get through all of the discussion points. Upon editing it, the decision was made to cut it into two parts. There were some technical difficulties with the audio and apologies for that. However, sit back and enjoy part one of Arbiters of the Law. There is a refereeing crisis in the world of grassroots football. Studies have shown that 93.7% of football match officials have been physically or verbally abused during a match. 9 in 10 referees have been verbally abused and 59.7% of referees experience some form of abuse every two games. In the professional game, Bristol Rovers have launched an investigation following reports of sexist abuse towards referee Rebecca Welsh during their recent defeat to Wickham Wanderers. Alexandra Mitrovic pushed the referee's arms as he's talking to him and received an instant red card during Man United vs Fulham's FA Cup quarter-final match. However, in the Liverpool vs Man United Premier League match just two weeks earlier, Bruno Fernandes shoved the assistant referee and the whistle wasn't even blown. In this episode, we look at all things refereeing and explore a variety of aspects which have impacted match officials and their ability to officiate the beautiful game. This would include abuse, respect, numbers, and many other things as we discuss those in black or other colors who are the arbiters of the laws of the game, without whom we simply could not play. I am joined as usual by Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello, Andy. Also tonight, joining us are two referees. One just starting out on his refereeing journey, and the other now fully on his grassroots refereeing career path. And I will let them say a bit about themselves in a bit. But for now, welcome Alex and Bradley. Hello. Hello. I myself have been a qualified referee since 2002 and have refereed boys, girls and men's football in my time. Although much less these days, as my coaching role hasn't really allowed it for a number of years, except when we haven't been assigned a referee. Mark, your refereeing experience? Again, I've only started um, since October. I've left a few games in that time. Um, so all very new to it, and it opens your eyes to how you look at things differently. So yeah, that's where I am at the moment with it. So now I'll ask Alex and Bradley just to introduce themselves and give a brief overview of their role in football and as referees. Alex? Uh, yeah, I'm Alex. I've been refereeing since 2006, uh, so that's 17 years now. Um, all at a local level, and it's not until I've just worked out did I realise how long I've been <laughs> refereeing, but wouldn't change it for the world. Bradley? Hi, I'm Bradley. I played for Andy's football team since under sevens and have recently joined refereeing and I did my course last October and started refereeing in November. Brilliant. Um, 
before we start, two things. If you can hear any noise in the background, we're just watching the Italy versus England Euro qualifiers. So that just gives you an idea of when we're recording this. One, because we're obviously football fans, but also in case any contentious refereeing issues come up. But also, I'd like to thank our podcast sponsor, Rachel's Bookkeeping, for all your bookkeeping needs. So... We usually begin our podcast with a statement of some description that get us going. But this is more of a sombre report. In December 2012, 41-year-old Richard Neuenheisen was a volunteer linesman at his son's match in Amsterdam in Holland. After the final whistle had blown, he was attacked by a group of opposition players aged just 15 and 16 who had disagreed with the decisions he had made during the match. He was punched, knocked to the ground and kicked in the head. Following the attack, he refused medical attention, but his health deteriorated rapidly. He later collapsed and died in hospital. So, I'll uh, open that one from that point. I think I'll open this to the the general forum and get everyone's uh, opinion on what we think of uh, that statement. I'll come come to Alex first. It's unreal. Um, but also at the same time not surprising so it's been 17 years for me refereeing around about the same time for my brother and my dad just a couple of years more and the incidences that we've had to deal with so I uh, on four occasions have had to give police statements in response to incidents that have happened um, from decisions in games or actions in games or football tournaments where um, parents have decided to come on and intervene and grab kids and parents are fighting and things and it's a game of football we're there for kids football in the main from my experience and that and it is just a game of football I go out to enjoy myself and watch football and the expectation of having to deal with things like this is just maddening and the threat of it as well and just how 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 quickly things can escalate from a simple decision to effing and jeffing and swearing and and whatever else because people aren't aware of the laws of the game it's just crazy well as i'm like in the under 15s i think that's quite unbelievable have you ever felt? Have you ever felt though? It's all, I mean, you can imagine. It, I think the thing that shocked me because I knew that it happened. I knew that it happened. But the fact was, these boys were your age. Can you ever see that? I mean, you you obviously hang around with a lot of players. You know that sort of thing. Can you imagine anyone of your friends getting that angry at a decision? Not really. You know, and yet it's you know, Mark. It's. And unfortunately, you know, obviously, go out to the fight with the family and stuff. Him, and it's. I think there's a thing now with the body cams of coming out. Um, for up in up Yorkshire way, I think is a league. I'm not too sure of the league that it is. Unfortunately, it will happen, and the report is that they do think eventually, on a pitch, a ref will lose their life, and, and like Alex said, it's kids' football. I don't know what parents and. Are coming across it's just it's ridiculous so you know it's sad it doesn't surprise me I've so I mean not myself uh, not myself but I mean my brother um, 
this is getting about five, six years ago. It was adult football, I will say. A team in Bristol. He um he refed them and like Alex, the police had to come out due to the decision and there was fighting going on on the pitch he got allocated that same team the week after he said I'm not doing it I'm just not doing it the the league calmed and said no look we'll have every, we'll have somebody from the league come down it'll be fine there won't be any issues the club have apologised won't happen again 20 minutes later the police were there into the game again because it kicked off again um, and again he'd been abused again I, I played in a match I can't I'm, the low who we were playing again this was a long time so it has been going on for a while and I can remember the poor ref was it, I blew the final whistle at the corner flag and I had to run to his car with players chasing him mm. I mean how ridiculous is that granted that it was adult football but still only grassroots adult football I think it was Sunday League Division 5 I mean doesn't really matter <laughs> to be totally honest and from what I can remember the game he didn't do a bad job and and he was having to run. I mean, it's just so. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. And unfortunately, unless things change, I will always say the minority. Um, I think again. I think we said on the last podcast that out of all the games that go on this weekend, if games are on with weather, ninety-five to ninety-seven percent of games will go off without any instance at all. Mm. So it is just the minority. But it is getting more. Well, I did a little bit of digging, obviously, before before we recorded this. Um, in 2021, Mike Dean, obviously a, a Premiership uh, referee, had to step back from officiating after receiving death threats to his family. This year, more than 900 grassroots referees responded to a BBC survey, of which 57 said they had received death threats. And in El Salvador, in June 22. Jose Arnaldo Anaye gave a second yellow, dismissing a player in their grassroots league when another player and some spectators attacked him, which led to internal bleeding and his death at the age of 63. The house is not just this country. I've, I've seen, um, I've seen South America, I've seen Africa videos where you see the referee running from just swarms of people, players, crowds. And you think, well, that's not going to happen here. And, and yet yeah. you hear your testimony, police called, you've done it four times, yeah. you know. Do you think it's getting worse? I I don't... It's hard. It's hard to quantify, isn't it? Because, like Mark said, the occurrences don't are not in the main, but the incidences themselves are severe, are more severe than than they used to be. So, yeah, a lot of games will go off without hitches, but um, I was doing a Saturday league game a couple of weeks ago, and normal foul, giving it, kid gets up, smacks the other kid. Of course, then people come onto the pitch, and it makes your job so much harder trying to tell people that they shouldn't be on the pitch. That's the first thing you're trying to deal with. You're going, oh, I'm just trying to help. You're not helping. You're just inflaming the situation because that person comes on and grabs somebody. Why have you grabbed me? And we see it all the time in these melees in Premiership football. Somebody comes in to grab somebody. Why have you grabbed me? He shoves him and he shoves him. And then all of a sudden, 30 people are all in a swarm. And it's just me stood there going, I don't know what to do. They go, why aren't you getting involved? They're all throwing punches. I'm not sticking my face in there. Once they've all stopped, then I'll deal with it. But, yeah, the... 
yeah, it is a worry because I go out to enjoy myself, like I said, and then you, you apply the laws of the game. Why have you given that? That's not this. Or people are shouting for things and they're thinking, that left the game years ago. Well, that's not even a thing. Why? And then you, you challenge it and you say, well, I'm here to make the decision. I'm the person who has the knowledge of the laws of the game. Trust me. No, I'm not trusting you. Why should I do that? It just escalates. It's madness. Okay. Move that nicely on um, to abuse, both verbal and physical. So not quite threat to life. Um, and an anecdote, uh, I thought that I had, this was going back a number of years, I was doing a, it was an adult game, it was in the bath, the bath leagues, Only, it was actually a man of road, fun enough, <laughs> and um, the opposition team had turned up 11 players, uh, I think the, the manager was playing as well, so like, well who's running your line, we've got nobody, so straight away you're like, this is not going to go well, they have no one to run their line, I was like, You've got to have someone. We've got nobody. I'm like, well, I'm behind play, and if it's a clearance, and you've got, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm doing a corner, and they clear it, and it's away. I'm not going to be able to see if it's offside. Well, we'll, we'll go with it. Very soon they're down, and, and they're getting more and more angry. That's offside, ref. I, I, I can't see. I'm, how can I see? You should have had a license. Anyway, a player gets injured, another player's having a go at me, I'm, I'm talking to him, and uh, as it's happened, somebody else comes up behind me and tries to pull my shorts and boxers down. Now, as it happened, back then I was like, larger than I am now, you wouldn't believe it, I know. And I always used to do my shorts up really tightly, so badly for him, nothing budged. And I turned around like, what do you think you're doing? Over here, come on, what's your name? Effing Mickey Mouse. Right, okay. So I write down Mickey Mouse because I was always told they give you that name, you put it down because that name's not on their team sheet. So they're playing an ineligible player. So they'll get done for ineligible players as well. Um, they were, I mean, one, that one player was injured and already gone off. So I send him off and he, he has a go at me. It's like, you're serious, you're having a go at me. Because that's, uh, I'm sorry, that's like, he's a tackler, so I like it. Oh, yeah. Um, another player then calls me an effing joke for sending him off. I'm like, what? Seriously? And it got so bad, I was just like, no, I, I just, at that point I started getting fearful, and I was like, no, um, this match is now abandoned, because enough of them had gone. To a point that I, I said to the home team, who I had refereed the week before, I'm not going in the changing room. I've got my key. can you go and get my keys and get the rest of my stuff and you know and I'll I'll let you know where I live and let to come and let it myself. I didn't feel safe enough to go in the changing rooms where they were. Uh, it's <laughs> just and, and fun enough, I I sent my report into the league. I received nothing back. No follow up. No support. No okay. And that was the last time I ever read out of football. How long ago was that? Oh wow. 10, 15 years maybe. Yeah, I, just, I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this anymore. Kids only from now on. And yeah, yeah, I know you can get abuse in, in kids' yeah. football, but it's usually a couple of parents online and not surrounded by 22 of them no. or 26 of them. 
I mean, I don't, I, I don't know what it is without adults and Alex is certainly name more than me and Brad. Um, but after the course, the, the, the FA were very keen to say of the amount of support that there is now. And if you do get stuff like that, they will get in contact with you. Um, somebody senior from the, well, our league, Somerset FA, will come and support. Um, so Alex knows more than we do. Unfortunately, we've not had to deal with that yet. But it, oh, fingers crossed, and hopefully that that support is there now, and hopefully for certainly with the adults as well, because it must it's got to be the same. But it does seem that the FA is more supportive now, and they're certainly more aware of the situations for refs. I mean, seeing you know a lot more, Alex. Yeah, I think I think just the attention that is <clears throat> has been drawn to it off the pitch is probably forced the FA's hand because, unfortunately, I've not had a serious incident for a while now. But when I have, and when my dad and my brother have, um, there was nothing. You sent the report in, and you didn't know anything, no outcome. And I get, I think it's kind of like how VAR has highlighted flaws in the laws of the game, is that the severity of these things have highlighted flaws in the disciplinary system for all the FAs. So, um, I remember once I went to an appeal, somebody appealed against the match that I abandoned up High Ridge kids game because the manager was abusive and I had a, I couldn't drive at the time. So my, I think my mum took me and um, went down to the hearing. She wasn't allowed to come in to, to give when I gave the evidence. And then the manager came in and pulled four random people down with him to back up his side of the story. And it was unproven and thrown out. And it's just like, well, I'm a, 15, 16 year old referee spent an hour being abused have a witness and he's just brought four random people in with him and it, it got thrown out and there was no support and I've taken breaks at varying points of my refereeing career because I just go, it ain't worth it it just is not worth it, I'm not enjoying it and it's getting up going all times of the day, all parts of Bristol and you think, why am I bothering what is the point that is sad to hear. I was going to ask Bradley, how did you listen to this so far? How is this making you feel as you begin your referee? I, I, I hope I've not put him off. <laughs> well, like I haven't received any abuse yet, but I've only ref two under-13 games and one under-12, and the rest have been under-10 or less. But as I get older, I'll probably ref older games, receive more abuse... But and then, but if it's too serious, I will probably abandon the game. Yeah. Do, you, do, you, I mean, do you get parents shouting at your decisions at all? You've not had that. No, I've they? not had that because there's not been many um, parents there. Um, I will come to you though. As a parent, because obviously you've got Bradley, but also Corey's the same, done it. Yeah. As a parent of young referees listening especially to Alex's testimony yep. if they decide to carry on doing a referee how do you feel it's, as it, a parent <coughs> knowing what could be ahead of it's them? weird with Brad and with Corey and I've watched them and no they've not no. Corey, Corey had a little bit on Sunday but they've not had anything but they do get their decisions criticised and there was, certainly there was an under 12s game that Brad left and one of the parents was close to the wind with what he said to Bradley. Um, Bradley didn't hear it. 
And but as the pair on the sideline, it was tempting to uh, go and have a quiet word with him, <laughs> polite, you know, politely or unpolitely, because it wasn't too bad. Um, and and it, I've encouraged them to do the ref in because I think it's important, and I think in a lot of the cases, ninety percent. Okay, like we said, it'll be okay, and we will make sure. And at the moment, I'm managing it that they only do um, fries games. At the time, as they get older, I'll make sure we're there. And obviously, when they get to Alex's age, probably won't be there. Um, and it, I do encourage them to do it. I think they're both sensible, and I think most of the refs are in how they handle the situations and will take, you know, look after themselves. Um, but it, I mean, it'll certainly be more concern, I'm sure, for his mother than it is for me. I think. Especially, and she'll pull them out of it, and, and that, that's the shame. That's, uh, with refs, without the refs, it doesn't carry on. And you know, so Brad Coy, obviously Alex, for seventeen years, and it's uh, you know to hear that Alex has had times out where it's got too much. I think clubs have got to realise. I mean, we had a thing on Sunday with Coy. Was reffing it was um, a cup final again because it was um, under. It's under nine, so there is no linesman. The ball went out. With, but as coaches, we were this side. The ball went out the far side. Coy let the game carry on. There was a goal scored. The parents, the ball's gone out, the ball's gone out. Shouldn't have been a goal, blah. Coaches this side said, well, I'm going to believe what they're saying over there. And it was... And then yeah, we said, oh, don't know, we won't have the goal, just carry on. And it calmed that. But I think if, I think it was very close. Again, he's a, a young lad in the middle with no light. And, you know, it's difficult to see if the ball's gone out that much. And he kept calm and he wasn't that fussed about it. But it was almost a case of, if it was a close, you know, if it was close, you know, last minute contentious decision, one one game or one decision and then could be enough for him to say and after the game whether it was at him or anything but a nine year old girl said he was a a effing idiot again it's and he laughed it off the girl probably hadn't got a scooby-doo what she's you know it it even meant or anything and they're quite level-headed but you can see how it could escalate if I'd have heard the girl say it, I might have gone and spoke to the pair, and it can escalate very quickly. And I'm sure 90% of the time, most people wouldn't act as they would on a Sunday. How they act on a Sunday evening is totally different to how they act on a Sunday morning. Um, but going back to him reffing and stuff, I hope he carries on. But there are certain, well, obviously won't say the clubs, but there are certain clubs I wouldn't want them to go to their grounds and ref. And if at all possible, we'd, I'd say, no, we won't do that one. And it's a shame for those clubs, because again, I imagine most of the time they're okay, but you hear of certain incidents. I think there was a big incident in not under-16s league this year by a club that I generally thought was, was a nice club. But you hear the incident, you hear the name of that club, and you think, mm, okay, well, he certainly won't be going to ref them then. Um... And that potentially might happen. And unfortunately, due to the lack of referees, 
I think referees can be selective on what games they say. But I'll do that one, but I won't do that one going forward because there is a lack of referees out there. So we'll see how that goes. So, Alex, how do you deal with it then when you're on the pitch? Not so much the players, because the players are easy to deal with if they're abusing you. It depends on the incident. Like, I did uh, under-15s cup semi-final the other week in the Avenue League and there was a, a late challenge and everyone's moving at, at speed and it looked a hundred times worse than it, I thought it did to, to me and everyone's up in arms and the manager's shouting and the parents are shouting and my granddad is 86 and he knows everybody if you don't know them they're not worth knowing and um he took me along to a Skittles match one night and he, his friend Roger Milford was there, of course, he refereed the, the cup final. And he said, go, go up to that man and, and say, you should have said Gascoigne off. And I thought, I don't know what you mean. So I haven't told yeah. him. Anyway, we had a chat about refereeing and stuff. And he said, whenever you have a situation like that and you think, I just need to talk to that person, call him over. And I called this kid over and I went, are you having a nice time? You having a good game? You enjoying yourself? And he went, what? I said, well, everyone over there. And I'm pointing at everyone. He said, Everyone thinks you're getting the right telling off now, but you're not. And I'm just talking to you. We're just having a chat. And everyone's come down thinking, oh, he's getting really told off over there. And, and this and that. I said, just be a bit, a bit careful. Because next time you make a challenge, somebody's going to flare up again. But just watch yourself and just enjoy yourself. Play with a smile on your face. And he off he goes. And thinking, oh, now the, the away manager said, oh, he got right telling off. No, but he didn't. But everyone else now thinks that because the whole situation's diffused and everything's so much calmer he did end up getting booked but because it was like persistent infringement it's just yeah it's just a balance act and I'm not a patient person I'm not a calm person but when you're in that situation and you can see how a game is going it's on me to keep it calm now I did your game against uh, Whitchurch a few weeks ago and that challenge went in and it was the first foul that kid had made if I didn't book him at that time that game explodes because that is now the level beyond that that we get a caution so yeah sometimes it's harsh on on the person that makes that challenge but it's where we are um managers are always a fun one um the ability to caution them now has been a great help um i did another even youthly game under 13s and the the manager made it quite clear that he wasn't a fan of me and i said i don't really mind but Anyway, he kept chipping and chipping, and I'm on the far side of the pitch, and I just hear him go. So over I go and talk to him. He said, I don't normally comment, but... I said, well, why are you doing it today, then? So I cautioned him, and I cautioned his assistant later on. And uh, afterwards, it's, oh, you're shocking. This is terrible. That was terrible. And I was like, I wasn't at fault for all eight goals that you let in. <laughs> so I'll admit to a mistake, maybe, but you need to look at yourself as well as as shouting at me and one one thing I, I did say to an under 16 a few weeks ago was you've done nothing but shout at me if you want to ask me a question ask me a question if you don't agree with me come with an answer come with a solution don't just shout at me because I've not given up my Sunday afternoon to be shouted at by a 16 year old child I said now if for the rest of the game I comment on you you and any misplaced pass, you out of position, I wouldn't have done that. Well, what are you doing over there? Well, that was bad, well, you shouldn't have done that. You should have passed it to him instead of him. I said, would you appreciate that? No. 
okay, so why are you doing it to me? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry, Raph. All right, then we'll say no more of it. But it's it's just experience as well, right? I wouldn't expect um, and a younger referee to to be able to do that. And when I was a young referee, I just went, oh, and like shrunk into my shell. But you get to that point, you're just going, no, no, you're wrong. I'm right. I know what I'm doing. And you'll just have to deal with it. So, I've got to ask, what do you think the impact of players, especially young players, get watching the freshers? Because we're watching, like I said, we're watching it being. What do you think, how do you think that impacts the role that referees have to play? I'll give two examples. So, January 29th, 2000, Andy Durso awarded... Uh, a near last minute penalty to Middlesbrough against Manchester United I think you mentioned this in the first podcast and was chased by Yapstam yeah. David Beckham Nicky Butt and Roy Keane as he backed away around the pitch it was actually his first season as a Premier League ref and his first time at Old Trafford and he later admitted he felt distracted by the forwards and forgot to send Stam off and Giannini missed the penalty and United won 1-0 but they chased him like a bug yeah. it was a ravaging dog if I'm honest and then the other example was September 26th of 1998 Sheffield Wednesday versus Arsenal Paolo Di Canio shoved Paul Alcock to the ground and he got 11 match ban and then to him his redemption came less than three years later when he got a FIFA Fair Play award but do you think players I'll come to you Mark first do you think players today and I'm looking at obviously youngsters I'm not thinking of adults so much look at what the professionals do surrounding the ref every decision and think well they do it of course it's, it, they see it as the norm that is the behaviour the boys I mean Brad Coy I'm sure most lads and girls watch well it's 24-7 football that's the thing they can watch it and they see the players we just watched there was a thing we didn't see the foul or what happened between the England-Italy game and the referee had four England players around him um, and it looked like it bizarrely England had the free kicks I'm not quite sure what they were moaning about but that's what people, they see every decision that goes against in the Premier League in the Championship international football the referee suddenly has four blokes next to him giving him what for from both sides and la 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 so naturally the kids who watch it they, you know, they skill wise they want to do Ronaldo Messi whoever's the defender so if they behave like that that's how we behave um, and if they don't see that there's any um, consequences for the actions and well they think well there won't be any consequences for them um, so it's, uh, in my opinion it's a big influence and of my own opinion which we might get on to later is football has got to take a big leap out of what rugby does it is only the captain that goes over anything else if it's a foul there gets 10 yards forward and I think refs potentially have to in um, certainly grassroots use the sin bin a lot more now I think since we've been playing and it's come in I know there was the break with Covid and stuff I've not seen a sin bin decision made where somebody's gone off for 10 minutes mm. No, I don't think the uh, we actually will come to the sim, but I don't think the sim bin has been uh, has been used in any bargain. I mean, again, whether Alex might have he might have sent somebody on to a sim bin, but it something has to change. And but the the influence of the Premier League, 
again, players, managers, the, the crowd, like we said, on refs, gets influenced because the crowds on grassroots football think, well, we can get away with saying what we want to a ref. <laughs> it's, and, and there is no consequence. Again, Alex has got more experience, but if Bradley was, you know, if he's refing, uh, say, an under-13s game, he's 50 and five or six parents suddenly started saying stuff at him or stuff at the opposition and he's not in a position that he can deal with five or six adults he's a he's a lad of 14 15, 15 years of age so the, the bigger clubs the professional clubs need to have a look at themselves I think there needs to be more but with the original question the, the influence they will copy without a doubt yeah I will actually come to Bradley next because obviously you've you're in a unique position now where you're kind of both sides of it because you're still playing and we've I've seen you react badly to decisions not I wouldn't say you harangue referees but at least verbally shout how do you feel now that you're on the other side as well how, how does that make you not make you feel as, a, as in guilty but how do you know do you what, what do you think now well, like being a referee and like obviously going through the training, you like you look at it and you're like, well, as a player, normally you go what by the professionals go by, and you think, oh, that's gonna help me get scouted, but then actually it's not like what you're doing, it's how you behave. Because if a scout came along to a game and they saw you mouthing off at a ref for getting a decision right. They wouldn't scout you they'll scout someone else who's just walked away and got ready mm. focus on the game mm. yeah and what do, you, what do you think Brad, about um how you react to referees decisions now would you you know be as a ref yourself would you argue with a referee do you think, yeah do you think you've changed since you've done the course or not i think, do you think i still have in, do you think you're still in the moment on the, on the pitch <laughs> well like on Sunday, when that player obviously here across the line, I was like, send him off, send him off, because it was obvious. <laughs> you were saying to the referee, he's got to go, man. he's got to go. In fact, I think Jacob was shaking on the side there, he's got to go, man. he's got to go. Uh, Jacob's another one who's qualified as ref at the same time, he was shouting, he's got to go. I mean, I, I suppose I think for the new lads, Jacob. Uh, Bradley and Corey because they've done the course there they know the laws and it was a, it, uh, they might not have known the law before but it was yeah, yeah, and to be fair to the ref who we had on Sunday mm. he was I thought he was a fantastic ref I think it was something yeah. that the ref knew, he, and he gave the, he did give that penalty decision and he did send that lad on. On, on the line he put his hand up and got off the line with his hand that was great safety very much oh. like Suarez yeah had the same effect we then missed the penalty and they won 2-1 they went down and scored another one after that so, and, yeah before we finally got a goal with yeah. another penalty but as uh, we digress and, but I guess you go with that game as uh, where that ref he was a fantastic ref he refed it and um, my wife was watching that on the other side and he said she left it he left it with comedy like you like you said um and yet he made there was one decision he made where they scored their first goal in our opinion the lad who scored the goal was behind our goalkeeper and he's then our lad goalkeeper's patted it down he's come round and knocked it in the net 
we we our opinion was he was offside. The referee said it was second phase. Mm. But and he's also cast by again. I think as a club and as a team, we accepted. I think there's a lot of teams who would have gone have given that referee a lot of abuse for that decision because it was our linesman had flagged for it, him being right. offside. The referee went over and chatted to him. Explained how he the referee had seen it. Our linesman explained what he had seen, and the referee went with what how he had seen it and gave the goal. As a club, I think we're generally, as a coaching thing, we're quite calm and accepted it. Unfortunately, those sort of contentious decisions now by a lot of clubs will get that referee potentially opened himself up for abuse, and he's brave to make that decision. Um, but I think a lot of that, like I said, a lot of that comes from watching, like I said, even now there's a penalty thing here and two or three players are surrounding the surrounding the ref saying that's got to be offside. So, uh, come, yeah, it comes to you now, Alex. Do you think, what, what impact do think the professional behaviour has on grassroots? It's, <clears throat> people act like they're a professional themselves. So, um, I remember John Terry playing under Mourinho in the first um, incarnation of the special one, where he would run 80 yards to then shower the referee. And it's like, if he was the captain, then yeah, the captain can come speak to the referee. And I think that's the difference. The captain can come and speak to the referee and have a discussion, not barrage a load of abuse and nonsense, and then go, and every time you then try and answer is, well, by this point, it's like you've asked me 47 questions, at least allow me to answer some of them and explain and just have a normal conversation. But I remember, again, again, it was a, a youth game, still wasn't able to drive and I was taken up there, trying to move a wall back, trying to move a wall back because this is what we do, we stand and we block and delay. And I booked all five of them. And the manager then kicks off and it's like, well, I've asked them to move twice. I think twice is more than enough. That is the law. So, yeah, it's... We all want to be the best. And like you said in the previous podcast, you get to that, you get to that point where the desire to win begins to take over for, for the kids that are playing. And we all want to win at the end of the day. That's why we, why we play a game. But just because we lose or something doesn't go away doesn't mean that's the be-all and end-all of everything. We can accept that a decision is wrong which I agree with it because I was stood in a different position to, to Bradley. If Bradley's made a decision and I'm on the line on the other side, I can go, I don't think that was right, but he's the person that's making the decision. Let's get on with it. Mm-hmm. And just, I do remember I, I was managing a side and my dad was refereeing and he missed a handball. It's the most blitting handball in the world. And I went full meltdown crazy. I kicked a water bottle over this and it went, I went absolutely ballistic and it was really embarrassing and then after the incident I was like now if I was the referee what would I have done well I sent myself off for the reaction so that cost me a lot in cider and a a takeaway tea (laughs) as as way of an apology because it was I said it was in the moment I embarrassed myself and I've never in all the teams I've managed and coached afterwards I've never reacted like that and it is just the heat of the moment it's how you deal with it but also being able to say 
do you know what I overreacted there and I was wrong is a big thing yeah now probably when your linesman's put the flag up and the referee's overruled him and disagreed someone's going well he's probably cheated it's like not it's a difference of opinions and we're allowed to have that difference of opinion just because the referee hasn't taken it doesn't mean he's trying to get one over he's gone I think that's offside and like I said the person who's paid this to be there to know has made the decision and that's what we have to accept Mm. yeah I mean I think with abuse in some ways like you said I think the effing and jeffing is it's not acceptable but it's the for me, the word that you use there is if when they get refs get called cheats. I think that's almost the most hurtful and thing that you could accuse somebody who's given up their time. I mean, I don't imagine you really care, Alexi wins. Uh, uh, and I, and I, say, and I say that all the time. I say, I, I really don't care. It's not going to ruin my Sunday afternoon, unless Newcastle then go on and lose. <laughs> it's not going to ruin my Sunday yeah. afternoon. And I said, there are obviously two C's that we don't accept. Yeah. One of them yeah. being cheated and obviously the other one. And it's just games I've played in where the referee has been called a cheat. Mm. And I'm going, send him off. Mm. That's your own player. I don't care. Send him off. He should not say that. It's yeah. unacceptable. Well, maybe just a yellow. But then you've made a rod for your own yeah. back there. Yeah. 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 Because you've got to get rid of him. You're impartial. You don't, again, you don't care who wins. You just want a game of football. Mm. And I, yeah, I think that is so can you, you hear they don't bizarrely it's one word you don't usually hear in the professional game when they, they they get close to saying the word and probably will imply it without actually saying it but they don't use the word cheat and it, I think I've heard it on especially unfortunately nowadays well there is a lack of referees and somebody from the club has to you know turn up and do it and you hear it almost everywhere it's home ref Home ref, and which is implied they're a cheat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no other way. And why would you say they're a home ref? Um, yeah, and I think that's got to come out. And both sides, you know, I've I've heard it, yeah, time after time. And I think with Andy and certainly the games I've ref for fries, unfortunately, the home ref is probably more lenient towards the opposition because you want to make a decision more yeah. oh wow, that's a 50-50 well, I better go the away one then it's probably a prize decision but yeah, I'll just be on the safe side of the opposition it's, it's the same I don't know whether, whether you've come across it yet Bradley or not but we are human and if that person has berated me it's human nature when they go in for 50-50 to penalise that person because it's just in the back of your mind and you're not trying to influence the game at all but you just go oh you've been an idiot all game and it instantly you see it from the other point of view oh I don't know so I'm different if someone can have a go at me I'm almost like I can't I can't do him again because you think I'm picking on him <laughs> I have I, I do I'm, I'm almost the other way it's like oh you think I'm picking on him it's like yin and yang isn't it yeah, it's like... <laughs> that was part one of Arbiters of the Law part two will follow shortly you can email us your questions, comments and random thoughts at greengreengrassroots at gmail.com and please like and subscribe via your podcast providers. You've been listening to a We Haven't Got a Clue What We're Doing production produced and edited by Andy Glover. <laughs>